Good afternoon. Welcome to our study of the Psalms. As we jump through the different Psalms here from Psalms chapter 1 to 150, uh, today we are reading Psalm chapter 84. Psalm 84 is the Psalm that we're reading. And today's Psalm uh, says, a Psalm of the sons of Korah. Korah uh, would have been one of the lines of the Le Levites, the Levitical priests. Uh, so today's Psalm is kind of about that and for them. And also uh, today's Psalm, Psalm 84, deals with kind of the longing and the expectation and the hope of being able to return to God's temple. Uh, this is likely a Psalm that was written at some point in time uh, during the Babylonian exile. Uh, it may be the case as, as it appears as though the author of the Psalm is writing and longing for the um, for the temple and longing for being able to come back and worship at God's house. So it appears that uh, God's house is, is, is currently not um, either in existence or currently not established or currently not uh, rebuilt, as we'll find in Psalms 85 um, on Monday. Uh, so today's Psalm, Psalms 84, it deals with kind of this hope and this expectation of coming back eventually to worship God at his, at his temple, at his sanctuary. So we start with Psalms uh, 84, verse 1. It says this, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. So this intro, uh, the psalmist talks about this desire, this longing for coming to the dwelling place of the Lord God Almighty. And so the dwelling place would have been the place where God would have lived, where God would have uh, abided, uh, where God would have kind of sent in or his spirit or his presence among his people. And that would have commonly been the temple sanctuary or the, um, the temple that Solomon built. So this psalmist is longing for that. They're longing for uh, this opportunity to come back and to join and to worship God. Uh, in this in this place, in this sanctuary. And so it says in verse 3, Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. So the psalmist then goes on to talk about these birds, these sparrows, these swallows, that have established their home or their nest in 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 or near the the temple of god and so the psalmist is saying i'm i'm kind of envious i'm envious of these birds who are able to just come in and and establish their home establish uh their nest near the place of where god lives and and she says or the psalmist says uh even the sparrow has found a home even the swallow a nest for herself where she may uh, have or lay her young and so the idea that the psalmist portrays here is actually a play on words of um, not just laying eggs or establishing a nest, but establishing specifically a home, a place where people dwell, a place where uh, people can grow and continue in growth. And so the idea that the psalmist is saying is that these birds have chosen to dwell near God, and, and he is kind of envious or jealous of the fact that these birds get to be in a place so near the altar of God. And then he continues in verse 5, 6, and 7, says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their hearts on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. So he says, blessed are those 
who who rely on God, whose strength is on God. And it says as they have their 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 hearts set on pilgrimage, or other versions might say their hearts set on the way, or their hearts set on the highway. And the idea that the psalmist is portraying is that blessed are the people who have it in their hearts or in their desire to journey towards the temple. Uh, the temple was a centralized location in Israel, and so people from all over the over the country, all over the the nation, would would pilgrimage, would take the highways, would come to be able to worship on these big festivals at the Temple of Jerusalem. So the author is saying, "Blessed are those people who have it in their hearts to to long to go to Jerusalem as they pass through the Valley of Baca." Now, baka is, is a word that kind of means the uh, tears or sorrow or weeping. So um, the idea is that this valley is a place of weeping. This valley is a place that is desolate, that is deserted because there's no, there's no water. And so they say, uh, the, the psalmist says, as those who journey towards Jerusalem, as those who journey towards the place of worship, when they pass through this valley of weeping, they make it a place of springs, a place of joy. The autumn rains come and cover it with pools. This place that was once desolate now becomes uh, teeming with life, now uh, receives the rain, it receives the pools, it receives the place of springs. And so he's kind of talking about like when we go to worship with God, when we when we journey to, to encounter God, even the place of weeping, even the even the dry and desert valleys become place full of springs, become place where the autumn rain comes, joy and 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 not prosperity, but joy and and experience of joy, joy and and this fullness of of the soul, this this renewing, this kind of welling up of, of waters and dry lands happens when we journey to experience God. When we go to worship God, then we find that our hearts are restored, that our, that our souls are renewed, that we finally find joy, that these desert valleys become places of springs where the autumn rain falls. And then he says in verse 7, in, in Psalms 84, verse 7, they go from strength to strength. That means that like, as they continue on this journey towards worshiping God, as they continue on this journey to encountering God, they continue to grow in strength. The closer they come, they continue to be strengthened and renewed and invigorated until they finally appear before God in Zion. And then verse 8, he says, Hear my prayer, O Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, O God of Jacob. Look upon our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. So this person is longing to go back to the temple, longing to have a place of centralized worship, longing to encounter God in the place where God dwells. And so he's asking God, the God of Jacob, the God of Israel, the God Almighty, to look upon them and to bless the king, to bless the Messiah, to bless the people so that they could one day worship again. And the psalmist says in verse 10, better is one day in the courts of God than to live a thousand anywhere else. He says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God, I'd rather sit at the entrance of the gates. I'd rather, I'd rather keep the doors open for others. I'd rather even just be at the entrance place, not being able to go in, than to live, than to dwell, than to be welcomed and prosper in the tents of the wicked. It's so much better to just be even near the presence of God and, and to be at the, at the edges of the presence of God than to be in the center of the tents of the wicked, is what the psalmist says. For the Lord God is a son 
and a shield. The sun obviously provides sustenance, it provides uh, nourishment for the plants, provides warmth and joy. And so the psalmist is comparing God to the sun as, as the source of all of our joy, as the source of the light in our life, as a source of happiness and, and goodness in our life. And our shield is our protector, our, our rock and our fortress, as, as the psalmist David compares God to in a few other psalms. Uh, and he says, the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold. For those whose walk is blameless, God continues to be good and continues to give good gifts. That's kind of what the psalmist says. Uh, he does not withhold good from those whose walk is blameless. Oh, Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. So this is uh, kind of an interesting psalm, I think, for our times, because right now we're living in a, in a time where we, we can't congregate and, and, and worship for uh, kind of the safety of the community. And so the psalmist is, is experiencing something similar. Uh, they don't have their place where they can normally gather together and worship. And so they're longing to be able to come together to worship at the, at the temple, worship at the presence of God, and then acknowledges that, that being with God, being in God's presence is so much better than being anywhere else. Um, being with God is so much better than being with anyone else. And because God is our son and our shield, God bestows favor and honor and blessings upon us and does not withhold good things from us. Blessed is the man or the woman who trusts in God. And so for us, I know we, we long to be able to gather together. We long to be able to worship together. Uh, but God's presence isn't the beautiful thing we find in the Bible. is that God's presence goes wherever we go. God's presence is wherever we choose to welcome him. And so even in our homes, even in our kitchens, our, our bedrooms, our living rooms, wherever it is that we worship, God's presence comes to dwell there. We can spend this eternity, this, this beautiful peace of, of, of God's presence and being wherever he is, wherever we are. That's the beautiful thing. And I, and I love how the psalmist compares this in, in verses 5, 6, and 7 of Psalms 84, that, that even though we may walk through these dry valleys, even though we may walk through valleys of weeping, even though we may be in moments of sorrow, when we journey towards this place of worship, when we walk towards encountering God, when we look towards praising God and giving God all the honor and the glory. These valleys of weeping, these valleys of, of dry desert land become places of springs where rain comes, pools begin to form, and strength is given. And so this is the beautiful thing is that as we encounter and worship God, uh, even the dry deserts become teeming with life. Even the valleys of weeping become places of joy and happiness. And that's kind of the power of worship is that regardless of what we're experiencing, regardless of what we're going through, when we give our all in worship of God, we come to find that God blesses us, that God restores our soul, that God gives us strength and favor and honor and withholds no good thing. And so often the solution that I find, um, and, it, and it's not always a quick solution, but it's, but it's something that continues to help as we continue to do this, is, is that when we are feeling down and we are feeling worried and nervous and anxious, when we are feeling uh, maybe depressed and, and, and sorrowful and lonely, one of the things that I find for me personally helps, and I think the psalmist here in Psalm 84 agrees, is that when we come to worship God, our soul is renewed. Our heart is restored and we are finally strengthened in Jesus and in God and the Messiah and the anointed one, like he says in verse 9. Uh, so my encouragement as you read Psalms 84 and as you reflect on this uh, is that no matter what you're going through, even if you're in the valley of Baca, like he says in verse 6, the valley of weeping, uh, the valley of dry deserts, 
my encouragement to you would be to find time to worship, to find time to encounter God. Uh, because when we do, we find that these dry deserts receive rain, that these uh, broken hearts become mended, that our weeping turns to joy. And so that's kind of what, what the Bible and what Psalms 84 encourages us to do is to worship God. And through worship, no matter what our experience, no matter what we're going through, through worship, we find that we are renewed. And we find, this is beautiful in Psalms 84.10, that better is one day in the courts of God than a thousand elsewhere. So I just pray that you were encouraged by, by Psalms 84. And, and uh, let's just close our, our study today with a word of prayer. God, we are thankful for a uh, God that restores, a God that renews, a God that forgives, a God that strengthens us. And so right now, as we experience our own valleys of Baca, as we experience our own valleys of weeping and, 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 and dry deserts and um, anxiety and fear and worry, I just pray that we would make that pilgrimage, that we would come to encounter you, that we would worship you and give you praise and honor, that you, we would welcome you into our presence, that, that our homes may be dwelling places of the Lord Almighty, so that our valleys of weeping would become valleys of joy, so that our dry deserts would become teeming with life, full of pools and rain and waters and, and, and lots of beautiful things. And I just pray that through worship, that you would restore our souls, that you would strengthen our hearts, and that you would help us to see that better is one day in your courts, better is one day in your presence than to live a thousand anywhere else. So God, we are thankful for the hope and the joy that we experience in you. And we just pray that uh, we would finally be able to come together and worship at, uh, when, when all of this is over. But we pray also that wherever it is that we are, that we would come to you and worship, that we'd, we would experience your presence and that we would experience your goodness, the God who withholds no good things from us, the God who blesses us and bestows favor and honor upon us. So we thank you so much for everything that you do and for uh, the, the promise of restoring our soul through worship. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, tomorrow, or sorry, not tomorrow, uh, Monday, um, we'll be reading Psalms chapter 85. So join us Monday at 12 p.m. here on Facebook as we read Psalms chapter 85. As always, if you uh, had something that you enjoyed in Psalms 84, maybe your own take, maybe something that you saw uh, in Psalms 84, please feel free to leave it in the comments below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and always, as again, if, if you have prayer requests, if you have needs, um, please feel free to reach out to us. Either reach out to me privately or, or comment in the comments below. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to support you in any way you possibly can. We'd love to be praying uh, for you and, and about you as well. So uh, thanks so much for joining us. Join us tomorrow, or sorry, Monday uh, for Psalms 85 as we, as we discover uh, the beautiful Psalm of the restoration of Jerusalem and the restoration of, of the temple in Psalms 85. So uh, we pray that you have a good rest of your evening, a good rest of your uh, weekend and afternoon, and we hope that you stay safe out there and, and take care.